Hello and welcome back to the Round the Outside podcast. I hope you guys are well. Um, thank you so much for sharing, liking and listening. Um, just before we start, I want to say a big thank you for everyone um, who sent in questions for the Q&A by Instagram and by Spotify. Um, I'm going to be going over the best 10. Um, if you didn't get your question in, don't worry. I'm going to be making a separate Q&A, um, hopefully in the next episode. Um, I've got about 10 here. Um I've picked uh, the best ones for this one. Um, and yeah, I'll go over the, the rest um, in the next episode. Uh, I've also got some um, predictions for the new F1 season that I'm going to go over first before I get to the questions. So without further ado, let's get into it. Quickly before we get started, though, this episode is sponsored by Prozite. Prozite is the energy drink that is revo- revolutionizing. Wait, revolutionizing. Revolutionizing um, the protein drink market as a whole. Basically, as we all know, uh, when we when we get our New Year's resolution in, resolutions done and we start the year again, all thing we got to drink we got to drink more protein protein drinks. So yeah, they're your new best friend. But they're usually starchy, milky. They're not clear. Prozac is a clear um, protein drink. You won't even notice it's a protein drink. I tasted it many times before. It's amazing. Um, comes in. A variety of different flavors and it will make sure that you stick to your new year's resolutions no matter what so thank you prozite for um for sponsoring this, ep- for sponsoring this episode i've got to welcome my pronunciation anyway let's start with my f1 predictions so obviously um the 2024 f1 season is about to take place i feel like it's been such a short winter like i i, I remember Obviously, the, the last race this season pretty vividly. Um, before we get started with, with my predictions, I want to say huge congratulations to Max Verstappen for winning this um, to, for winning the twenty twenty four F one World Championship. No, I'm I'm joking. I'm joking because what's the point of me making predictions? Anyway, obviously we have testing. Um, that's the usual. Um, there's the usual thing after testing, you know, the sandbagging debates, who's, um, who's got the pace, who's doesn't, Lewis Hamilton coming out saying that Mercedes won't be competitive as per. So there's obviously a lot of things we can take from testing. Obviously testing isn't the most reliable in terms of pace, but there's a lot in terms of data that we can analyze. Speaking of that, I've been spending a long time trying to, um, get all my, uh, predictions in order, especially on the constructor's order. Um, and yeah, so I have uh, one, I have uh, one, two, three, four, uh, five, six, and then also the constructor's order. So I have seven predictions to go through. Um, first of all, let's start by looking at the liveries. I'm going to give a, my top three liveries um, for this season. Obviously, we've got the Haas. Uh, the Williams looks cool. Salva, the the carbon Alpine, uh, the Toro, the Toro. No, I mean the Visa. I, I can't even figure out the name. Uh, the Aston Ferrari, McLaren, Mercedes, Red Bull. Okay, right. so in terms of livery, number one Mercedes, obviously. I mean, just look at the look at the silver on the front. The silver contrasting with the black, just blending in. The arrows at the the silver arrows at the back, it's the perfect mix of silver and black. I I I, I really like it. 
I love it. Um, it look, the front reminds me of the 2015 car with Rosberg and everything. Overall, I think it looks amazing. Um, number two, Ferrari. Easy. I love the red. It does look like a real-life Lightning McQueen, I'm not going to lie, but regardless, a lot of sponsors, very flashy, very retro. The Obviously, the scar, it's a lot more scarlet I think. Last year's was a lot more of a lighter red. This is a darker red. It's a scarlet Ferrari. It's a classic. It, it is a classic Ferrari. Um, and who doesn't love that? Number three, this is going to be this is going to be controversial, but I'm going to say the Sauber. It's purely just because it's, it's a change. Like I feel like all of these liveries, they are pretty much similar to last year, apart from maybe McLaren and Mercedes. But oh, and the RV. But this um the Sauber, it's bold, it's bright. No more Alfa Romeo branding. The kick. Uh, the kick front wing, um, the green contrasting with the carbon fiber looks amazing. I, I I love it. I cannot wait to see that uh, in a race when it goes wheel to wheel. That's gonna look that's gonna look beautiful. Anyway, that's um, deliveries done. Now on to my predictions. So I'm gonna start with my world champion, and I, I think this is this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a, a really bold prediction. I think I don't think a lot of people are expecting this. I have gone for Max Verstappen. Oh, who? Oh, wow! Who would have? Who would have guessed? I, I know, right? Yeah, who would have guessed? That's so unpredictable. <laughs> no, but seriously, I mean, who, who else is gonna win it? Like, who? Who's gonna even come close? I wouldn't be surprised if Verstappen just wraps up the championship by the summer break, and he just takes like five races off, and then he still wins the championship. That that would be so funny if he actually did that. But yeah, I think there's no one else that's going to come close for the next two years, at least. Um, it's more going to be about what's happening in the midfield that people are going to be more excited about. But yeah, I mean, unless this Red Bull... I mean, look, if you look at the Red Bull right now, I looked at a couple of images, it looks exactly like the Mercedes of last year. So if that concept does fail, then maybe it's a bit more interesting, but they'll still find a way to win, I guarantee you. All right, so now on to my biggest surprise and biggest flop. For biggest surprise, I've gone for, I'm sh- you know what I'm just going to say, I'd be, I, you know what, I'll say the proper name. Let's do this. Visa, I've gone for Visa Cash App Racing Balls Formula 1 team. I get, the first episode of, um, of Try to Survive, that's going to that's gonna be a headache for, like, for Ricardo and Sonoda's sake, I guarantee you. Um, but yeah, I, I think, from what we've seen in testing, they actually look really quick. Like, forget the name. Like, that Toro Rosso. Sorry, that uh, RB. Um, it looks quick under the lights. It looks... Um, it generally looks like a car that can win... Not an, an, that can get decent points. It, it looks like the AlphaTauri world. That's what I'm going to say. It's, it looks like the AlphaTauri from 2021 where Gassi would qualify fourth on the grid and all, the, all of that. It looks like that. Um... I think on the lights, the delivery looks amazing. Overall, I think the team's very well structured. I think this it's good that they're competitive because Sonoda and Ricardo need to impress Christian Horner in some way. And I think they'll do that through being a lot, through showing their promise in a competitive t- car, even if one of them gets a podium. If one of them gets a podium in that car, that's going to be a really good sign for Christian Horner. Um, 
because I, I I do think that um che- the, the Checo is going to struggle to get that Red Bull seat back for twenty twenty five. All right, now onto the biggest flop. This will make more sense when I say my constructors order, um, but uh, the the onslaught. Okay, I, I'm ready. Right, let's do this. My biggest flop is Mercedes. I know, I know, I know, I know. Cal- calm down, calm down, to my age, calm down. Here's the reason I say that because Mercedes have looked good in every in pretty much every testing. For the last two years, yeah, yeah, in in every in every testing for the last two years, in preseason they look amazing. They look like they've got it together. They might be able to challenge Red Bull. Then what happens? They get to the first race and then Hamilton and Russell qualify. They bet against Q three. I, I, I just feel like there's they're just gonna they they've lost so many people and they're just gonna crumble. I feel the only senior people that have stayed are Toto Wolf. James Allison and Lewis Hamilton. That's it. They've they have they have lost so many um like senior staff members because they've been poached by other teams. That's gonna cost them a lot. I think uh, well I mean James Vowles has gone to Williams. I, I was gonna say that they could have um kept some of those people, but I don't think they would want to because I, I feel like they want to start completely different with a completely new car and just go again. Which it might work, it might not. Who who knows? Prove me wrong. If they get to if they get to the first race in Bahrain and they qualify on the front row and I'm wrong, have a go at me in the comments. But I just feel like I, I just don't really see the potential in Mercedes, especially from preseason testing. That just on the same run, same fuel, on those like those night runs when they were running the same compound as Ferrari, they looked completely off the pace. Like Russell was two or three tenths off. So for me, I think it's just false hope. I do think Mercedes will have, will, will have an underwhelming season. I, I'm not saying like they'll finish third or something. I think they'll finish. Oh, I, I, you know, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. I'm not gonna spoil it. All right. Now, uh, in terms of the changes in the driver market in the summer break, I'm saying none, purely because I think all of the changes will happen at the end of the season. Also, the only che- or the only team that changes their drivers. At, in the summer break is Red Bull, and they're not going to change their drivers. I don't think they're that they're that de- they're that desperate to get rid of Sergio Perez. They're, I think they'll they'll give Sonoda Ricardo a full season to see how re- how good they really are and how they compare to to each other, and then they'll assess who deserves that deserves that uh, Red Bull seat. Now, uh, this is uh, a new prediction I made this year. It's called Teammate Wars. So basically, I'm predicting uh, which teammate. Will have the best um, over the, for, for all ten teams. Which teammate will perform and which teammate will uh, like perform better over the whole of the season and finish higher in the driver standings. So for Williams, I've gone for Alex Albon, which is pretty obvious. For um, RB, I'm just gonna call him RB. Um, I've gone for Ricardo. For Sauber, I've gone for Grandjean. Alpine, I've gone Pierre Gasly. Haas, I've gone Nico Hulkenberg. Aston Martin, pretty obvious, I've gone Fernando Alonso. Mercedes, I've gone Lewis Hamilton. Ferrari, I've gone Charles Leclerc. McLaren, I've gone Lando Norris. I was tempted to go Piastri. And for Red Bull, obviously, Max Verstappen. 
Marks for Stappen. Oh yeah, he's he's inevitable. Uh, the bold, now my bold prediction before I go with my constructors order. So, I know Red Bull are in a league of their own, but I I I have a feeling that there's going to be one. That's going to be like a couple races. Not only last year where there was only one, but I feel like there's going to be two or three races where it's Turkey 2020 or Singapore 2023 where just Red Bull disappeared in thin air. So I've gone for Lando Norris and Aston Martin will both win a race this year. Not either or, but I think Lando Norris will win a race and Aston Martin will also win a race, whether that's Alonso or Stroll, most likely Alonso. I just feel like this is their time, especially for Aston Martin, considering, uh, what's his name, Lawrence Stroll, he has this project about, oh, we have to build the best F1 team in the world, and we need to be winning championships by 2025. This is the year. You have to start winning races this year. Otherwise, it's not really going to work. So I think they'll win at least one. I think Lando will also win at least one. Um, But apart from that, I think it's smooth sailing for Red Bull. I don't expect Ferrari or Mercedes to win one win a race purely because I don't think they'll have uh pace on the long run and also they'll then their development schedules will decrease over the um the course of the season. Now onto the constructors order. I'll go from tenth to first for this one. Tenth I've gone Haas. That's pretty self-explanatory. Ninth I've gone Sauber. I'll, uh, you'll see why in a second. Eighth, they've got Alpine, who look incredible. They just look a shadow of themselves. I told you, man, the carbon doesn't look good. The carbon looks terrible. I, I hate And Speaking of okay, let's talk about the Alpine livery for a second. Who thought it was a good idea to keep to um, take Alpine, who had a brilliant livery in 2021, like the French flag, had a great livery last year, by the way. I, I like the, the Alpine livery last year, especially the pink one. Say, oh, we're gonna build, we're gonna have a pink camera car. It's gonna look amazing, and then they drop that. It's carbon. It's not. It's not. An, it's not Alpine. They he put out two cars that were exactly the same. No paint, just carbon, complete carbon. And yeah, it's showing. Bad livery equals bad results. I guess it's a loss in art, but. Yeah, I mean, it, 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 it looks terrible. I'm sorry. Like, just the carbon in, in general just looks... Like, the carbon... I, I I don't mind if there's one carbon car on a grid. When it's a full grid of carbon cars, that's on my style. So, anyway, we're going 8th Alpine. 7th, I'm going Williams. 6th, I'm going Racing Bulls. No, not Racing Bulls. RB, sorry. 5th, I've gone Mercedes. That's why. They're the biggest slot. 4th, I've gone Aston Martin. Third on McLaren, second Ferrari, and then first Red Bull. I purely put Ferrari second because I do think they'll be faster than McLaren over the course of a season. I think McLaren will have a couple good races, but I think Ferrari will be a lot more consistent purely because of McLaren signs. I don't think they'll have as many DNFs this year, and they'll just have more blunders than DNFs. I think they'll just they'll say, right, we're not going to beat Red Bull. Let's just focus on being reliable, and then we'll... Um, We'll still score points, and then we'll still finish second, which is, I, I think, a pretty good strategy. Now, hey, okay, now it's on to um, my favorite part of the episode, which is the Q and A. Now, I got your ten, I got ten questions 
um, for um, me to answer. And I'm, yeah, I'm going to answer these, these 10 questions. I've also got some other questions that um, I'm going to answer in the second part of this Q&A. Please keep sending in your questions. Um, I haven't gone through all of them yet. So keep sending them in um, by Instagram or uh, via the Spotify Q&A, because then I'll, be, I'll still be able to go over them and I'll be able to answer them. All right, let's start. All right, let's do this. If you could get two non-F1 drivers and a team principal, fictional or non-fictional, to drive for the round the outside Formula One team, who would you pick? Oh, that's a really good question. So, okay, fiction. I'm going to go fictional. I'm going to do one fictional and one non-fictional. Fictional. Um, Kasper Ackerman, obviously, as team principal, the guy from the F1 games. If you haven't played the F1 game, then Kasper Ackerman is um, a driver in an F1 story mode called Breaking Point for the F1 game. That's on EA. Um, and he's like... Um, like a mentor for this for the other main character Aiden Jackson, and then he becomes team principal and everything. Um, yeah. So Casper Ackerman is team principal, and who are my drivers? Uh, um, let's say, uh, fictional uh, fictional Harry Potter, because he's incredibly smart. You Julius Claw. Oh my God. Julius, if you guys don't know who Julius Claw is, he is the funniest villain ever. I'm not, I'm not joking. He, so basically, for the, I should probably explain. So Julius, for those who don't know, Julius Claw is like, he's the villain in Black Panther. And he is an absolute psycho, but he's so funny. Like, let me, let me show you, let me show you. Uh, let me forward to the scene. Oh, Claw. Claw is so... And that's not even it. He ha, he has, like, this bionic arm, and he just shoots it, and he, it sounds like a missile. It's so funny. Um, obviously, he's South African. He, he's so funny. Uh, so, to answer your question, Julius Claw and... Uh, who's the other one? Harry Potter, and then Casper Ackerman is a team principal. Non-fictional, I'm going with... Conor McGregor. No, yeah, Conor, Conor McGregor is team principal because he just screened down the radio. Tom Holland and Zendaya. Um, okay, I'm. I should. I should be the. Um, I should be team principal. I'm actually really good at drawing for parents. Let me explain why. So Tom Holland. For those who know Tom and Zendaya, they're like actors and they're like the um the next Spider-Man franchise. The amount of fans that team would get is insane. First of all, Conor McGregor is an attention freak. He's ins- he's absolutely insane. Um, and he's funny. 
Tom Holland and Zendaya have so many fan accounts. Like I've seen on Instagram, they have so many fan accounts. Everyone will want to watch the team. It's insane, and we got like so many fans. I I, I should be I should be the new Alpine team, team principal. Then I then I want to put Ocon and Gasly together. All right, no, let's put let's get to the next question before I get carried away. Hey mate, I just want to say that you're a huge inspiration of mine, and that your podcast. Oh, this is really nice. Has caused for me to start my own sports podcast sports podcasting club in school i'm just wondering what what got you into podcasting and what tips would you give someone who is starting their own podcast best question i've ever gotten in QA by far first of all thank you so much for that that's really nice of you second of all uh all right let me say what going to what got me into podcasting just my just the will for me to you know be myself like i just the will for me to you know express new things you know try something new and just express my opinions obviously i don't really do that on this as much because i try to keep it non-biased but I, you know it, the whole thing whole point of it's just to have fun like you know even when you get to a point i think you'll get to a point um if you start your own podcast when you start to make money from it there's no point in really sort of there's no point in really caring about the money and doing it for the money because then you're gonna it's gonna decline and the actual money's gonna go down so if you do it for the love of something and you do something about something you love then it's gonna be even more fun and you're gonna enjoy recording so much like that's why i do i enjoy recording um and what tips would you give someone who's starting their own podcast um be yourself um if others say if others say don't do it don't listen to them if you want to it's a good it's a good thing to be creative and um that uh don't use a script you should always improvise that's the, that's one of the things i learned because i started when i started this podcast i always had a script and i'd be done like 10 minutes in because i'd read so quickly so I always improvise have fun with it play around and you'll be fine all right what are your thoughts on the whole Alpine celebrity investing thing? I don't understand it, and I was wondering if you could explain it to me. Okay, so you're kind of right. It's kind of hard to get a hold of. Basically, Alpine, 34% of Alpine is owned by this company, I think called like Venture Capital or something like that. And now a bunch of celebrities and everything are investing into that so they can technically have a stake in Alpine. Or... That's not really how it works, but because there's a cost cap in F1 and you like investor money, it doesn't really work like in football. But I think who who's done it? Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, who is whose brother is so funny. Like you've seen at the Super Bowl, like him like on that bus parade, and he's like he's incredibly drunk and he's doing like Viva Las Vegas. Yeah, I, I'm not going to depth about it. So him, Mahomes and Kelsey, um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Brian Reynolds, Rory McIlroy, um, who else has done it? Oh, oh, Rob, Rob McElhenney, of course. Uh, Anthony Joshua. All, all these people. So I don't really know why they're going for Alpine, purely because they're in the mud. But I just said, I just said this is a non-biased podcast. Um so I, I think I think that it's purely just for clout. I think it's purely just to grow the sport and also because 
F1 is a very attractive attractive business for investors now. One, because of the popularity that's growing, the, the fact that the popularity is growing so much. And two, because most of the teams aren't private, so you can you can actually buy shares. So I hope that clears it up. But honestly, mate, you don't really need to understand it because I don't understand it either. What? Oh, this is my favorite. Which celebrity has annoyed you the most during the grid during um, the F1 grid walks? So for those who don't know, basically there's this guy called Martin Brundle who works for Sky F1, and every before every race he goes on the grid and he does like a grid walk. Um, I don't know how to explain it. It's like if like reporters for um, Fox went on the pitch before an NFL game and there were like a bunch of celebrities on, on the pitch for no reason. So obviously he's in, he's, there's a lot of people that's been there. That social media sensation guy. Um, who else? Uh, I think I think he did Conor McGregor once. Tom Holland. Tom Holland was actually a fun funny one. Let me, okay, let me explain what happened with Tom Holland. So basically, Tom Holland was on the grid for the twenty twenty one Monaco Grand Prix, and he was with the Mercedes team. And one of the photos he took, <laughs> one of the photos he took, uh, it's like a fucking Instagram post. He was holding up a tire, and that tire had the exact same marking as the tire that was put on. Um, that was the left front on Valtteri Bottas's car. Oh, I think it was the right front. I'm not sure. Basically, that tire, what's it was stuck on the car? It, it didn't. It, it couldn't get off that easily, and it led for Bottas having to retire from the race because they couldn't get the soft tire up at, off at a stop um, because the 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 wheel nut was locked. And then, obviously, because it's Mercedes team lh attacked tom holland i don't have comments to go through right now because obviously we're gonna obviously this is not, this is not the point but yeah tom holland basically became total wolf's enemy for entire weekend because mercedes were already in, having a bad weekend lewis hamilton qualified seventh and they needed bottas to get points for the constructors and after bottas retired they lost the lead in the constructors and they lost so much momentum so uh what's the okay Oh, this is not. This is this is a funny one. No question. No question here. I just think that Lance Stroll is as useful as a brick. I I, I don't know. I think bricks are kind of useful. <laughs> um, as Jim Ratcliffe has completed his takeover at Man United, what do you think he should do? Obviously, I am a Man United fan, so I'm going to be a bit biased about this. Um. Oh, I forgot. I forgot to answer the question. Oh, sorry. Um, I answered this question. Which celebrity has annoyed you the most during the grid walks? Uh, that social media sensation guy that was like um, talking to my friend. I was like, social media sensation. Let's see this. Get out. Okay. Ashton Radcliffe has completed his takeover at Man United. What do you think he should do? Okay. Um, what I think he should do. I think there's a lot of things he needs to do. I think he needs to get a hold of the football operations, which is a, which is taken over. And I think he needs to um, definitely build a new stadium, renovate Carrington, um, whether that's a new training ground or just adding more facilities, which will take probably four or five years. Um, I don't think money needs to be put into the squad right now, 
Although I think just maybe a couple centre-halves, a midfielder would do it. Just, just improving squad depth. But that can wait. Giving I think giving Eric Ten Hag what he wants and having a stable, uh, building a stable project that can be, um, that can stay in place for 30, 40 years to come. And just, I think, obviously they have Sade Brailsford as a part of that. Um, I think he'll act more as like a David Gill uh, role. And they have Dan Ashworth coming from Newcastle, which is very good. So they're going in the right, they're going in the right direction, which is very good. Um, but overall, I think it's a step-by-step process, which will take a very long time because it's taken a long time for it to, uh, for the hard work to come undone. But I think he's got a control of the things he needs to control in order to get Man United back to the top. And if he does the right things and takes and takes his time by making the right decisions, he'll be fine. All right, let's do this next question. Thanks to your podcast, me and my brother have now become huge F1 and cricket fans. Oh, that's great. That's really good. Um, I was just wondering if you could help me pick a team to support, if possible. Please use uh, Marvel references as because we watch a lot, a lot of it. I'm big fans. Okay, right. Let's do this. Um, uh, how do I do this? So, if you're talking about a team to support for cricket, you basically just pick your the nation you're from. That that's simple. You you don't like, I, I don't, you don't pick like the all these franchise tournaments. You watch as a neutral. A hundred percent, you can take my word for it. But if you're talking about a team to support internationally for like T20s and stuff, you pick your home country. As for F1, all right, let's, okay, let's do this. Okay, Marvel terms, all right, let me try. Uh, Red Bull is Thor because literally, because they're basically unbeatable uh, right now. Mercedes will probably be uh, Doctor Strange. I think because they have like, I don't know. How to, I think yeah, Mercedes would be Doctor Strange. Ferrari would be Captain America because they've been like a, like a long time. Um, McLaren would be Black Panther because they're like the new kids on the block. On oh, no, a black, no, McLaren would be Spider Man. No, no, McLaren would be Black Panther. Aston Martin would be Spider Man because they're the new kids on the block. Like um. Uh, pretty young and like ready to like scut like they're about to be um championship contenders. As for the back market teams, I think the RB would probably be and uh, probably a Captain Marvel or something like that. Like they're strong sometimes but strong well, not strong not strong all the time. As for the other ones, there's not really like an equivalent for them because they're pretty equal. Has I'm talking about Haas, Williams, Salva, and Alpine. So you could pretty much support any one of them. If I were recommending it to you, I would recommend Haas because, I mean, who doesn't love Magnussen and Hockenberg? I mean, I would have said because of Gunter, because, but Gunter's gone. Uh, Williams is cool if you're, like, insanely British. <laughs> um, uh, they're, but they're also emerging. They're, they're sort of going back to their old ways. Salba have a really cool delivery. They're more like a Maverick team, um, which is nice. And then Alpine are, are kind of declining. So maybe, I think Alpine you might want to stay away from uh, because 
people might think, oh, you're um, you're 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 like a you're a, a Pierre Gasly super fan or Esteban Ocon super fan. So probably stay away from Alpine. I if I was recommending to you, I'd go if you want success, Aston Martin or McLaren. But if you just want a casual team to support, go with Ferrari or um, RB. I think for me, I I I tried with the Marvel references. <laughs> All right. Oh, okay. So, do you think that if Perez doesn't do as good as Max this year, he could be fired? No, he's going to be fired. No, I, I think I said this before. There's Checo has no real win this year in my eyes because he's going to get axed anyway. For me, in twenty twenty five. He has two choices. One, he goes to, uh, he, he goes to um Toro Rosso. No, sorry, RB. Or he goes like to he does a Bottas and goes to, like a back market team that's coming on the rise. I don't think he's going back to Aston Martin. I don't think he would anyway. Um, I, I think they'll probably just go back to a back market team. I or go back to, um, RB. So. Yeah, I, I, there's no real win for Sergio Perez. I don't think he will do as well as Max because the car, I think they'll give Max more the preferential treatment, especially if the side pod and the gambles Red Bull taken with their new car don't work out. Um, however, if he doesn't, if he is performing to Max's level, then they might have to do something about that because then what's the point of having a race for the Red Bull seat between Snowden and Ricardo? If the person that's already doing well in that Red Bull seat is is still there, like they, they don't have plans on getting rid of Sergio Perez, but it'll be interesting to see. I think we'll have a better idea probably about halfway through the season. All right, so we have one, two, three, right, four more questions. If you could never watch F one cricket or football again, which sports? Which sports would you watch? He said sports. Um, probably I I'm a, I I like boxing. I boxing would be fun. Also, I would love to see Hamilton versus Verstappen in a, in a boxing match. Or even Toto Wolff versus Christian Horner. Zach Brown actually said that he'd face uh, Christian Horner in a boxing match. I, 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 I don't know, Zach. It's it, it, it's a bit different from um uh being an, a, an F1 team boss, <laughs> being a drive to survive um, star to being a boxer. But yeah, probably boxing. Um, but yeah, I... If I didn't have any of those three sports, this podcast wouldn't exist. So yeah, that's that's the way to put it. Oh, it's a really good question. Would you wear your rival team's kit for a million dollars? this is a good question. No, actually, you know what? No, yes, yes, I would. If a million dollars, are you kidding me? Yes, of course I would. Like that's show me the money right now. So all you're telling me, all I need to do for a million dollars is just to wear what a Man City shirt. That's it. Show me the money right now, man. I I I'd do it hundred percent. I think a better question is, would you play for your rival team for a million dollars? That that's a I think that's a that's a that's a more interesting question because for that I would say no. For that I'd say no. I could never play for Man City. Um, as you went off. Oh, as you're an obvious Brit. <laughs> okay, this question is... A, before I answer this question, just remember this is all for like, for jokes, everything. This is meant to be a bit of fun. So don't take this seriously. As you're an obvious Brit, 
Who do you hate more, Lewis Hamilton or the royal family? Oh my god. Okay, first of all, first of all, the royal family, I feel like this is like a common misconception by Americans especially. Not every single British person hates the royal family. And not every single British person loves the royal family, but that's beside the point. I don't mind the royal family purely because I don't follow them that much. Like, I, I know about um King Charles's cancer diagnosis that was that was that was a bit sun free i personally hope he's doing very well i send my regards to the royal family uh but i think for me yeah for me yeah i, I just don't follow the royal family as much because after this whole harry and megan thing like the whole the whole harry and megan drama i i just i, I can't keep up with the royal family it's it's i, I just don't really care if i'm being honest so, to answer your question, I don't hate either of them. Lewis is a nice guy. Yeah, he does, um, he gives lectures about, um, saving the oceans while driving on the back of a speedboat. But that's beside the point. Um, so yeah, I don't hate either of them. Uh, oh, this is a really nice question. If you could get F1 to race in any city of your choice that's not on the, that's not currently on the calendar, who'd you choose? I don't want any more street circuits. But if I was to build a permanent circuit overlooking like a skyline, I'd say New York. I think it has to be. Like I think there was a proposal when Bernie Eccleston was still team boss to have a like a permanent track in New Jersey that has that overlooks the um Manhattan skyline. That would have been really cool to see and, and um and race at. But for me, apart from New York, I I would say Las Vegas, but I think Vegas or yeah, Vegas is doing pretty well with the race so far. Um, London would be cool, but I I feel like there's there isn't really a need for a London Grand Prix. Um, so I think Cape Town would be fun. You know, looking overlooking Table Mountain. I think the Kyle Army track overlooks Table Mountain, which is good. Um, what else? I think if they were to build a different track in australia I, I wouldn't mind seeing a race in um sydney overlooking the sydney opera house that'll be fun um but yeah i think there's a lot of, there's a lot of options if i had to pick one i would do new york or paris instead of because there has to be some sort of french grand prix i think having a paris street circuit would be really fun um just because purely because the i think there's a lot of 90 degree turns and also because there's a lot of sweeping corners, I think, around Paris, especially around Lac de Triomphe. That's that's like a how did I just nail that French accent? <laughs> um, like that's a really nice sweeping corner, and that'll be fun. Um, scenery is beautiful. I'd say Paris or New York, I think for sure. But I think right now we have enough American races. All right, so those are the ten uh, questions for this episode. Like I said, keep sending in your questions because I'm going to be answering more in the next episode however um that's all we have um time for today um i hope you guys enjoy this video and i will see you guys later bye